0: To health pod, the po- <laughs> yeah. podcast in which my wife Sanya and I discuss our various ailments in every episode. This week we've had a really unpleasant cold. Last week I had an upset stomach, <sighs> <sighs> but troopers that we are, we, this cold we was are worth still it, recording because we got it?
1: it from Bruce, so it's oh, fine. Yeah, we got it from our, our grandson. Who who, who uh, kept drinking from our water bottles and we we didn't wash them, we just drank from them. And he kept giving us little kisses because he loves us. And he had like rivers of snot under his nose. (laughs) So it's Uh, like, we, you know, it's our own fault. Yeah. But it was worth it. Because
0: you're going to go, oh, he's flesh and blood. I love him. And I don't care about his snot. He's so
1: cute. I don't care.
0: So if we start coughing or sneezing or anything else at any point, I apologize. Uh, But, you know, we are aware that we've been neglecting our BNPod fam of late, so we didn't want to waste any more time.
1: No, we did not. And also, we love talking... So we've missed recording because we don't talk when we're not recording. We just sit in silence all day. That's not true, is it? Just walk around in silence, sit in silence. You
0: did lose your voice, genuinely, didn't you? Yeah,
1: I know. That was
0: weird. You really couldn't talk. I didn't have that. I just have had the coughing and had a day where I... I was oh. trying to get some work done, and I fell asleep at half one and woke up at five PM.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I was really. I old. didn't
1: have that. I, I wish I'd ha- I had. I should have yeah. done that. M- might Genuinely, have made it
0: pass quicker. Thought it was COVID, didn't we? I did a test and everything. It well, was I didn't that think bad. mine
1: was COVID because I didn't feel quite the same. Yeah. But you, you felt. Yeah, you seem to have a lower low. Yeah, but have seemed to bounce back quicker.
0: Yeah, I was all right the day after that. Whereas really mine's kind day. of been
1: not as low or maybe my low days were over the week like the lowest days were over the weekend so you, do you think really anyone's tell. interested in this? no <laughs> <Do you laughs> now i've started i can't cares? stop
0: no one cares they're here for meridian stuff yeah this is a slightly different episode we are of course as you know we've done we've done less is more yes and we're kind of gliding towards the era when Sanya actually became aware of Meridian, which is sounds that can't be made. My
1: first album.
0: Your first Meridian album. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk about a subject that is probably, well, it it is a, a hot button issue.
1: You just can't resist, can you, Paul Rose?
0: Well, look, those of you in prog circles and anyone really who follows the news can't have a, it kind of escaped your attention that Roger Waters has, has been in the headlines recently. And I just thought it was interesting as we were sort of going to be talking about Gaza soon enough that, uh, I wanted to kind of compare and contrast the reactions to, to Meridian addressing the topic of Israel and Palestine and, the way Roger Waters has gone about it and the reaction he's had and and so on. And try and do it without getting us into trouble, which is probably impossible. But, you know, we're going to give it a go. But that's for later. Sanyu is smirking at me oh. throughout that thing when I was trying to talk quite Sorry. seriously and totally put me off. What?
1: No, I don't want it to go on the podcast. What is it? It's my inner troll. It's
0: wanting to because say Because it's
1: out of... It's a bit... You know the filters are a bit down. Okay, what? But... Um, no, I don't, well, don't want. Do that, I don't do that because I've got to find it on the uh, Well, tell me, I won't pull it in. Whatever. Okay. Oh. Don't be,
0: keep doing that because I've, I've right. got to okay. edit it every time. I want yeah, it to. Yeah, I to can't be quick. help
1: it. You you know how it is. You <laughs> can't control the inner troll. Yes. You can't control it.
0: Right. Yes. What? So
1: when you said Roger Ro- Walters, Walters, what's his <laughs> name? Roger Walters, my troll in a troll, said horse head Walters. Right. And yeah. then it said he's got a head like an horse. And that's made me laugh.
0: Right. Okay, so, that
1: is staying in the podcast. I don't want that but on the that, podcast. That is I don't want in... people to know what the inside of my head is like. Right, fine. And it's no, shameful. That's staying, that's staying in it's the podcast. It's shameful. That is
0: what Sanya, well, I was trying to focus on saying something that wasn't going to have me put my foot in it in, on any level. <laughs> Sonia was smirking at me because she was thinking, or Orse Ed Waters. And Orse. An Orse. Right, great. Let's move on. Um, uh, there's not a lot of Marillion news. Obviously, the Berlin weekend, I think, will have happened by the time most people hear this. Is that and,
1: this weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless you're one of our patrons, in which case, you Well, you'll that's exciting.
1: Is this a first ever Berlin weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd like to have gone to that one. I've never been to Berlin. Oh,
1: I really want to go to Berlin. Roger
0: Waters has been to Berlin recent, recently. Oh, awkward. Uh, appropriately enough. Um, anyway, let's, let's, let's save that for later. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I hope everyone has a lot of fun there. And of course, uh, today as we're recording this, which is the Thursday before it officially comes out, um, tickets go on sale for the, the Christmas tour. Where, the
1: Christmas tour or the Camden Roundhouse?
0: Which is part of the Christmas tour, yes. Oh,
1: like, you know, oh <laughs> I thought the, it was a one-off the gig. The
0: marillion is, is it a tour before Christmas they're calling it? Oh, uh, nice. And we are going to attempt to get tickets for the Camden Roundhouse. I think our friend Mark had to join because we, we're trying to do the pre-sale tickets which go on sale today and Mark had to join as a member.
1: Come on, Dimples, you can do it. Yes. Uh, we have
0: faith so in you. So we'll see if we get tickets to that. I'd like to because I have been to the Camden Roundhouse several times Yeah,
1: I love it in there
0: I've never been to a proper gig there though
1: Yes, we have We went to Mm. see our friend Gavin's No, we didn't Band
0: Okay, it wasn't in the main hall, was it? And we
1: did see something in the Wait a minute,
0: no, wait Our friend Gavin's band did not play in the main roundhouse It played in a tiny little room off to the side
1: Still in the roundhouse building (laughs) Also, We saw our daughter play
0: a, a choir thing yeah And the only other times I've been there were for (laughs) the BAFTAs. Oh, Uh, that
1: was in there?
0: Yeah. Oh. Other times I've been to the BAFTAs. I would have
1: thought they would have given you a bigger location. It's quite
0: big. Big enough.
1: Maybe. You know,
0: you got, once you put the tables in and everything else. Uh, So, where are we? Yes, the Cameron Roundhouse, we're going to try and go. Um, It's on a Sunday, slightly frustratingly. Oh. Uh, I know. Take
1: the day off, off the next well, yeah,
0: day.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's not always
0: possible. Yeah. Well, we've got actually because we've got we got tickets to which I think we can talk about this now because it, it was initially only available to patrons, which was the H Natural run of shows at the Crooked Billet. <gasps> yes, so, yeah. I'm so
1: excited. We're doing
0: that, aren't we? And then yes. We'll we've got the tour before Christmas. Hopefully, if we can get tickets. Uh, and then that's it, because, because I think we might have said this last time, they're not in at all next year, they're, um, apart from Cruise to the Edge. So that's it. That's it for Meridian Activity next year. Wow. No, uh, or, or, you know, there won't be any... I'm just unless we
1: decide to go to cruise to the edge okay with what Just money? highly unlikely yeah i know but if, you never if know, someone would like, like to someone out would out like to sponsor the universe, us the universe wants to like if someone would like to sponsor us win us. the lottery or something
0: sponsor <laughs> no, us to do cruise to the edge that. uh i'm just because no, then i
1: start getting into a panic about who's going to feed the cats and okay we cannot not ever go on holiday again adults. No, wait wait a minute wait
0: a minute i'm not I'm, I'm not gonna stop going on holiday, not that we've had a holiday in years, but I'm not gonna never go on holiday again because there's no one to feed the cat. I mean there
1: are plenty of people to feed the cat. yes
0: yeah so if someone would like to sponsor us to go a cruise to the edge uh... or
1: just the like the universe wants to help us like have a windfall or something. I don't know. yeah, okay. What would
0: we do for sponsorship what would what would be a, a good payback? Uh I know what I want to say. A, what? Nothing. Could
1: to say a unique piece of art?
0: A unique piece of but art? It's not a visual. My, no, it's no not one a video podcast.
1: It's not a video podcast. I don't know. I we'll, do. I We'll give we'll, you a get, we'll get of of shout out someone.
0: for a few episodes. I, I, I'm talking like this is a genuine thing. Actually, it is genuine. Yeah, someone wants the sponsors. Anyway, you could think so, of something better. <laughs> look, there's the cough. Um <laughs> <laughs> Talking of such things and yes. going abroad, I thought this was interesting. Lucy, um, in the last Lucy's Friday questions, posted about uh, what it costs them to tour the, the, the States and why they haven't done it. Because, you know, they're still getting kind of people going, oh, come and do a tour in America.
1: Oh, right.
0: Um, and she she broke it down. And I thought this was fascinating. So um, so recently uh, they got offered six dates. Uh, in the US, and they are offered a quarter of a million dollars by so, who? Well, the promoter or the agent. Oh wow, agents. it's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. But then she breaks it down. So thirty-seven thousand five hundred of that would be fifteen percent withholding tax. Ten percent, twenty-five thousand would go to the agent. Another twenty-five thousand uh, dollars would be hotels for the band and crew because there's a lot of crew. Yeah. Um, thirty thousand for a tour bus.
1: Oh my god!
0: Ten thousand for the truck for all the gear. Um, uh, four thousand dollars for PDS, which for band and crew, which that might be per DMs, which is like spending money. Uh, okay. I, I may be wrong. What PDS means? Lucy doesn't explain. Uh, thirty-seven thousand two hundred for crew wages. Uh, she breaks that down as three thousand one hundred per day. Um, and the crew get paid on days off. 10,000 for visas. What? Um, 10,000 for accountants. Uh, 20,000 for flights. The band always travel business class. Very nice. While the crew are in economy. Um, Then 10,000 for unaccounted, unforeseen things. 15,000 for uh, extra sound and lighting uh, because the venues don't always have what the band want to put on the show. Uh, Twenty thousand for shipping of equipment, uh, which takes the total expenditure to two hundred and fifty-two thousand seven hundred dollars. So they would lose two thousand seven hundred, and these are only estimates.
1: Wow, it's not worth
0: it then. It's not worth it, is it? Uh, you see why they don't tour the states and why they do the Canada weekend and ask people to come to to them. Which is which is basically what we do for Digi Live, isn't it? Yeah. You know, which we we do it in harrow and ask people to come to us
1: but why is it cheaper to go to canada not to the united states because they're kind of in the same part of the world
0: well they're not they don't tour in canada do they they do a three-day weekend oh so you don't need
1: a tour bus oh okay yeah and plus i think that makes more sense plus i think
0: it's cheaper in canada which is why they don't do it in america which because they have looked i know that right but you know yeah they either do
1: canada or south america
0: yeah Oh, and as Lucy also added this as well, the venue also the venues mostly wanted to charge $65 plus fees for a show and to use dynamic pricing, which means the more people buy tickets, the more expensive it gets.
1: Get out of here. That's yeah. a thing.
0: Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Um,
1: wow.
0: Which, interestingly, also brings me on to Peter Gabriel's tour because it's just been announced that he's uh, cancelled a show in Nottingham.
1: Oh, uh, did he? Did you know why? Well, they
0: they claimed logistical issues that were unavoidable. Now, I wanted to go and see Peter Gabriel live on this tour, but the tickets were something like two hundred quid. <gasps> so, like for you and I to go, it would be like wow. four hundred. Well, it's okay, like you can.
1: I don't have to go. You're not even man. so
0: two hundred quid seems like extortionate to me. You know, I know it's a big wow. stadium show, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but no, no, sorry, Peter, uh, I wasn't paying that. So, and I saw. Among other people, um, our friend Fraser Marshall, I think, had tickets for that show. Um, they were speculating about the sales, and some people were sort of saying how uh, the sales for the Nottingham show seemed like it wasn't even half full.
1: Oh um, no! And so,
0: what he's offered as a is a, those tickets can be used at any of the other shows on the tour, like Birmingham and Glasgow, which also then shows you that they're not sold out either.
1: It's just that the, the- Prices, I guess. Prices, and
0: in the current economic climate. Yeah. You, know, you can't expect people to pay 200 quid for a...
1: But I guess that's the, you know, it's not like he's expecting people to pay. I guess if he's done all the calculations for how much it's going to cost to put on the show, he's had to price it at 200. Yeah, I mean, we... And so then it's like, a, uh, what do you do? Does he lose money or does yeah. he price it and not sell the tickets? And then that's the unfortunate effect of the current economic climate i suppose yeah
0: and we we've seen it as well with our live event next month uh, yeah you know we've done two of these live shows for our youtube channel before and both times they were pretty much sold out mm. and sold out quickly and you know we know it's a big ask because people have to travel and they have to get accommodation and they yeah. have to, pay to get there but it was clear once we put them on sale because people started saying, Jesus, hotel room prices are just Had through the like roof.
1: Doubled.
0: Yeah, doubled from like the, just two years ago. Yeah.
1: Or and, even just from last year because our friends did a show yeah, in, in the, the same, same venue, venue yeah. last year.
0: Yeah. And and it's been clear, even though we're doing two nights, uh, it's clear that the sales, you know, and they have, the Saturday night's doing all right, the Friday night yeah we've broken even we won't lose money on it but we can't afford to put on a big big show yeah Friday night um but it's sort of very clear that that people just can't afford it this time you know Mm. I mean all right we could go oh maybe we're not as popular as we used to be (laughs) could be um but you know I think it's more to do with the just the the cost it's just extortionate and just just insane how people can you know we're going to brighton this weekend to see see our daughter and um the 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 hotel room for that I mean you know, or trying to find a hotel that wasn't gonna break the bank mm. was a real challenge that's always been the case for Brighton though well yeah uh, in summer they were a lot more expensive than in the past a lot more mm. um we only going for one night yeah. failed somewhere in the end it was it's just a premiere in, but it did the job uh and it's a bit of a way out but Anyway, no one needs to hear about all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but if you did want to come to our live show and meet Samuel and I <laughs> and Pedantoni, he'll be there. Yay! Um, you you can I don't know we'll we'll link to to it in the show notes and all that. I mean, who knows? You know, we, we the Friday night you know has sold sufficiently low numbers that we could just do a load of Merillian stuff on the Friday night. who cares who cares anymore (laughs) i can't laugh because i'll no no here we go there we go
1: coffee did you want want me to write the time for that for the coffee no
0: no i think we should leave those in
1: oh you want to leave the coughs in texture
0: Hmm. yeah let them know what we're suffering through to bring them content let them know uh so roger waters
1: yes uh uh-oh
0: easy now. Look,
1: I, well, I wanted to it, do I just a... know that it, it has the, there's the risk of it being an inten, what's the word? Incendiary. topic. Is it in sh- what time of day? Topic. What kind of argument is
0: Sean, Connery. Sean Connery's yeah. favourite type of, no, in what shang- kind
1: of topic of conversation oh, is Sean Connery's favourite topic, wow. kind of topic of oh, conversation? Jesus!
0: Would it be in shangri, Yes, Sonia? thank yes. you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> RIP
1: Sean Connery Seamless. we love you. When's their
0: stand up career happening? <laughs> <laughs> what what's the deal with Oh no wait no what's what's the deal deal uh with um what's the deal oh no have you ever seen uh no what's uh, um oh vacuum cleaners am i right?
1: I <laughs> <laughs> see I'd laugh at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> uh, oh, look, I'm really sorry, everyone, but there's going to be a lot of coughing. I'm not going through the whole podcast and editing it out every single cough. Okay, I'm not Fine. doing it, people. I'm sorry. This is this is the price you have to pay for listening to us this week. Yes, I, I should I should be in bed.
1: Just think of the coughs as a buffer to the incendiary topic.
0: Yes, right. So Roger Waters um being investigated by the police in germany oh. or was oh my goodness uh, of a few weeks ago what this whole uh, how did it start well uh it started when he released a wall album 40 years ago which included a track on it called in the flesh
1: which he's played in berlin before because we watched it on tv a few weeks yes. ago at the Yeah,
0: he's done the whole... um,
1: demolishment um, of the Berlin Wall.
0: He's done the whole, as he calls it, demagogue shtick Mm. for 40 years since the first tour. And in fact, Bob Geldof playing the character did it in the film of The Wall. Yeah. With all the Nazi imagery. Yeah. um, The track is, uh, in in terms of the story of The Wall, it's the opening track on the album. Uh, And yes, it has some language in it that makes you go like that because it's you know including the line you know that one looks jewish um and Uh. there's racist language in it and it's but it's from the point of view of a rock star who's gone insane right uh and he's is sort of asking for um allegiance from his fans and no one that sort of goes against him and he's just gone mad he's gone mad and imagines you know fantasizes that it's like a, a sort of a uh, Nuremberg rally type mm-hmm. scenario. Um, and, you know, there's this whole symbolism with the hammers of the, the crossed hammers that looks sort on of vaguely swastika like. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, uh, you know, the track is, the title of the track is taken from the 1977 Pink Floyd tour in the flesh, mm-hmm. in which Roger Waters uh, spat in the face of a fan. Now, the, as he described it that that was sort of what inspired the album the wall because he had begun to feel alienated and so that experience coupled with uh some of his own personal life experiences and what happened to Sid Barrett is what provided the narrative of of the album
1: what well, just in case someone listening doesn't know what happened to Sid Barrett uh really really <laughs> i didn't know before Really, we'd started this podcast. like probably the
0: most famous <laughs> rock casualty in history. You, really,
1: I'm seen on Sanya's
0: Sanya's Things You Didn't Know podcast how John Lennon died. <laughs> Next up in musical mysteries, there
1: might be listeners who don't know. If I was a listener, I. A few well, he years la- <laughs> ago, I wouldn't have known. Well, he
0: lasted an album and a half with Pink Floyd, then succumbed to sort of taking too many drugs, which uh, probably exacerbated his, his profound uh, mental health issues, and then uh, released a, uh, a solo album or two, and then disappeared from public view. And it was generally considered that he was a hermit, even though he, by all accounts, I mean, he lived with his mum, but he was just living his life for those... Right. Subsequent sort of 30 years or whatever it was.
1: Okay. Thank right. you, Paul.
0: I mean, it was. It, and it, I
1: mean, oh, what's that? Oh, I'm hearing a few listeners saying thank you.
0: Really? If, yeah. there, if there's anyone who didn't know the story of Sid Barrett, please email us. Yeah,
1: please message us. Let us know, please. I
0: can't. I, I mean, not only, not only does just people know it, but we are a Merillion podcast, a, a prog podcast. We're quite Pink Floyd adjacent. Hence, I thought it was okay to cover the whole Roger Waters thing on it. Okay. I mean, you know. But
1: please, if you didn't know it, please message us and yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'd love please. to know if she's
0: right for <laughs> cut once. To,
1: cut to next week, no emails. <laughs> um, so uh,
0: so that's what the track in the flesh is about. And when he performs it live, he dons the, the sort of quasi-Nazi regalia, which is... Um, sort of black leather trench coat. He he shoots a gun into the audience. You know, if we remember, funny enough, H got into a a bit of hot water recently for doing much the same thing Mm. uh, during A Few Words for the Dead at at, at the Montreal weekend, Uh, which is why I thought this was interesting to cover because there are certain parallels because Mm. even though, um, you know, H doesn't dress up as as a literal sort of Nazi uh, you know, he wears the peace outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seemed, you know, there. I mean, there was when they did Gaza a, a bit of backlash from the fans.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, that's something fans. I actually remember being present for.
0: There was. I managed to find a quote because I did try to sort of find some of the some of the backlash. I did find a, a comment in Prog Archives. I think this might have been a review. I don't know if it was a fan review that said um Gaza rubs me the wrong way big time as my brothers in Israel know a little bit about being a target over their thousands of years in existence the band have stated they are not anti-Israel but they are missing the big picture here completely and they have lost fans over this as stated on a fan-based website right so um so how does this tie into Roger Waters well Roger Waters has been very highly critical of Israel and very pro the situation in Palestine Mm-hmm. Um, and consequently, um, this has been interpreted by some as anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, that his language is anti-Semitic. Now, when this is sort of coupled with the whole Nazi right. cosplay...
1: Right, yeah. ...coupled
0: with... It adds uh, fuel to the fire. Yeah, coupled with flying a pig um, over the audience at his shows, which has the Star of David from the Israeli flag on it.
1: Oh, Um, no, I didn't know that.
0: It's given ammunition, which apparently he has subsequently removed. And when he played the current tour um, in Frankfurt, he didn't do the whole Nazi coat thing. right? Um, And, but I think, um, and what has happened is there's been just this, this huge, um, I don't know it's it's where do I where where, how do I even put this in a way that that isn't going to get me into any sort of trouble um look I'm a Roger Waters fan you know I love his music um I don't always agree with the way he goes about um I don't know talking about world events let's put it that way I think sometimes he he allows himself to get a bit Heated and carried away in interviews. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, agree with his position on the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, you know, I I understand where. I, at the same time, I understand where he's coming from. You know, he's sort of clearly sort of very anti-NATO. Um, but you know, I I don't feel that that's a fair situation. Um, and and I also I think I can understand. Well, I do understand where he's coming from with regard to. Um, Palestine and you know he he is very much a um, a he's angry you know and he gets angry and he is very driven Mm. to make his points Um, and I don't think he's someone who uh, when it comes to those points is is willing to see a lot of nuance right Um, now when it uh, when it comes to the sort of Israel-Palestine situation
1: as Roger Waters only just started speaking about up about Israel and Palestine like why is why has this situation with him become so inflamed at the moment recently
0: I think because he's on tour
1: Oh so it's his tour that's yes. stirred it all up That's one reason Because he's he's been you know as you said he's been doing the whole dressing up thing and for playing years. the war for Literally 40 years 40 40 so years. yeah I was just really curious to know how come it's gotten so inflamed recently
0: i mean part of it i mean roger waters if you asked him um would say it's the pro-israel lobby that a lot of this is being driven politically in fact all of it is being driven politically and um you know when you look at uh, some of the people who've, who've sort of come out To criticise Roger Waters, I mean, literally, a spokesman for the US State Department said, and I quote, "Uh, the concert in question, which took place in Berlin, contained imagery that is deeply offensive to Jewish people and minimised the Holocaust. The artist in question has a long track record of using anti-Semitic tropes to denigrate Jewish people. Um, I mean, in response to that, Roger Waters says, if we shout the lie loud enough, Roger Waters is an anti-Semite then we'll all be right. We'll get people to believe it and we can vilify him. We can probably destroy him and we will get him in the end as well. Uh, no, you won't because it's a lie. You can gather as many fucking morons together as you want to repeat your lie, but it remains a vicious lie. Now, uh, that's just, you know, what? A, why the hell is the US State Department yeah. <laughs> commenting on a rock concert in Berlin? Um, I mean, I... It, <sighs> I don't want to say the in this that gets me into trouble, but it does piss me off because I yes, there is imagery that if you take it out of context, um, you can go, oh yeah, that's anti-Semitic, or you know that that that's the but that's the idea. It's a piece of theatre, you know. Um,
1: Did the U.S. Uh, State Department make that statement? Did the guy? Make that statement from his personal account or from his work?
0: No, it was a statement from the State Department.
1: Oh, from the actual State Department? Yeah. Okay, that's bizarre. Then
0: then you had Keir Starmer, the leader of the, the British Labour Party, for some reason, decide to stay... The Labour Party stands with the Jewish community and fully condemns Roger Waters. Many people will think of Roger Waters as famous for being a member of one of the most important bands in history, but he is now more synonymous with spreading deeply troubling anti-Semitism. And this is why I believe this show should not be allowed to go ahead. This was in terms of Roger Waters playing in the UK. Mm -hmm. Views like this should not be given a platform. Now, what views? (laughs) You know, and, you know, (laughs) it's... Roger Waters, the show. I've watched the show online, you know, because people have, have, you know, filmed it. I've I've watched what he does. Yes, he's angry in it. Right. Yes, he sort of reconfigured a lot of his songs, in terms of, um, positioning them to be more about the current state of the world. Oh,
1: uh, um, okay.
0: You know, but but as he sees it, as Roger Waters sees it. Yeah. Um. Now, what I will say is that you know one of the. It, one of the things that that also got people's backs up is that Roger Waters flashes Anne Frank's name up on stage along with other people who have been politically persecuted, including Muslims. You know, right. and that again has been problematic. But in the reporting of it, it seems like it's sort of slightly taken out of context that he's somehow denigrating Anne Frank's memory. Um. um uh. Now, Michael Gove, the Secretary of State. Why are uh, for, the, these
1: politicians commenting on He came out and said it?
0: something um, that there was a societal expectation placed on people with a significant public pro- profile to behave responsibly and not abuse their platform. This is an expectation of which Roger Waters is reportedly falling short. Uh, then on top of that, um, the wife of his former bandmate, Dave Gilmore, Polly mm. Sampson, um, also came out and cu- accused Roger Waters of being an anti semitic But she
1: hates him anyway.
0: And... To which Dave Gilmore, quote, treat, tweeted it and said every word demonstrably true. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, well, yes, Dave Gilmore hates Russian waters. That's fairly apparent. Um, Now, I... Uh, what I will say is... I look at all of this and I I do, I'm actually a bit angry on Roger Waters' behalf. I'll be honest. I've watched his interviews where he's, and also some of the clips from some of the shows where he's talked about this. And you can just see, if you just sort of try to look at it from an em- empathic point of view, mm. he doesn't believe he's an anti-Semite and is deeply hurt by what's being said about him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if you just purely look at it from that, that perspective uh, what does Ro- Roger Waters believe about himself he is not anti-semitic he genuinely fully believes that you know yeah he, but as he said- loads of,
1: I'm not defending the other I'm not defending the people who are attacking him but there are loads of people who say they're not racist and then they say a bunch of racist stuff and they're like but i'm not racist that's my point you know that's the
0: that's where i'm going with this right okay i'm talking about what roger waters believes there are plenty of racists who don't believe that they're racist and if you accuse them of being racist they will get upset yeah um and roger waters clearly is very very hurt by what's happened you know he's suddenly become at the centre of this shitstorm. I mean, he's gone out and done a very provocative show. Mm. You know, he's he's aimed his sights at Israel, which is one of the biggest targets yeah. you could possibly aim at.
1: It's like, did he really um, think that like, nothing was going to be said? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. They weren't going to comment on or it. Or
0: come at him. Yeah. Um, you know, and so to get upset, you kind of go, ah, oh, mate, <laughs> 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 really? You didn't see that coming? Um, you know, you got. Yeah, yeah. how got did a, you not you've see that? You got a pig with a Star of David on it. Do you not think that might have been problematic? <laughs> no. You not think? No, no. You're kind of, you're kind of shouting. You know, line the Jews up against the wall in your song, oh. and you don't think they're going to twist that? Um, and this is. So, I, I genuinely think he doesn't think he's anti-Semitic, and he, he, you know, he sees. What he's driven by is what he sees as as a humanitarian crisis in Palestine, um, whereby a more powerful force is uh, picking on a much smaller um, enemy, I suppose, you know, who is much less equipped and much less kind of uh, prepared to stand up for itself. Now, now, uh, I've said all that. But what I will also say is uh, there's there's a, an enormously complex history when it comes to Israel.
1: Hmm.
0: And there is an enormously complex history when it comes to the Jewish people and persecution. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Israel and, you know, Judaism, they're, they're they're intertwined in ways that those of us who, who aren't Jewish could ever hope to understand. Yeah. And so it's clear that for a lot of people, uh, if you attack Israel, then yes, you are attacking the the, the notion of being Jewish because it was, it's the Jewish homeland, Mm. you know, effectively it's, it's, that's how they see it. Now, Roger Waters would say, I'm not attacking Jewish people, I'm attacking the actions of the Jewish government and that just, uh, you know, they, they shouldn't have this armour around them um, just because of the history. You know, if they do something that that's abhorrent, then it should be called out and they shouldn't be, you know, able to have a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card mm-hmm. um, for absolutely everything that they do. Uh, so, But by the same token... Uh, you know, also, can I just say, uh, I meant to say this, Keir Starmer, fuck off, mate, sorry. The only reason he's laid into it is because he's got a chip on his shoulder about the the, the, the Labour Party, you know, uh, being accused of anti-Semitism. Oh, now, okay. a lot of that, you could also argue, was to do with Jeremy Corbyn. Um, and Jeremy Corbyn, who, you know, quite famously was, was uh, quite critical of Israel. Um, you know, and I know our we've got a good friend, Suze Kempner, who's Jewish and, you know, absolutely thought the sun shone out of Jeremy Corbyn's backside. But um, that's by the by. But that's why, you know, Keir Starmer came out with that comment. But, <clears throat> but I don't think, what I'm saying is, I don't think we can understand, um, fully understand the, the Jewish perspective on this Mm. And I don't think we can fully understand the Palestinian perspective yeah, on this. the on complexities of the and, situation. And this is what the issue is when you wade into it. Yeah. It, it's more than black and
1: white. Because if it was black and white, if it was that simple, it wouldn't have been going on for decades. Yeah, I mean, look, how this many times... This yeah. conflict would have been resolved ages ago. How many times You know, it's clearly people, yeah. a complex issue. The US issue. have
0: gone in there and sort of said, oh, we've got a peace plan. You know, yeah. I mean all right, we know full well that Israel is is supported by the, the US because they have shared interests in the area, the US wants an ally in that region, etc. etc. We you know, we're not blind to that. Um but you know, and yes, yeah, you can kind of go, well, Israel keeps encroaching on Palestinian territory and you know, is very heavy handed in the way it does it, and you know, you can also go, Well, Palestinians shouldn't throw stones over the wall you know as h did in uh his song um but it i i suppose i suppose what i'm trying to say is you you, you tackle this topic <laughs> with
1: peril yeah
0: but tackle the topic at your own risk but what what i think is is the way that everyone sort of seems to come at it is and why I really admire the way Marillion came at it, which which seemed to be from a much more human ground level mm. perspective. Yeah, you know when H has has spoken about it in interviews, uh, they're not necessarily you know the lyrics of Gaza don't talk necessarily about the politics of that region
1: they're more of a personal perspective
0: yeah they don't they're not someone who who lives there they're not attacking they're not attacking anyone Mm. Uh, and that's what why I think that song is so powerful because when you get to that line it just ain't right apologies by the way for our neighbours who uh, have started drilling if you can hear that Uh, might go start a little war with them (laughs) (laughs) recording a podcast um, you know, when you get to that line, it just ain't right. It's
1: you really feel you it. You
0: feel the despair mm. that the situation, but not not only the despair at the situation, but the despair at the helplessness that, that H seems to feel yeah. in that song. And I suppose that's, I suppose that's where I I'm at with that whole situation. Is is it's like what the hell do you do yeah i know what do you do i know um you know what do you do it's like let's i mean you know i mean i was reading into the the whole thing and it's very hard to 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 get any clear explanations of 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 the situation because it's so kind of intertwined with like centuries of history Mm. um and centuries of resentment on both sides yeah and then on top of that you've got geopolitics kind of coming into play on a massive level and those forces from outside sort of israeli or palestinian borders kind of putting pressure on them from the outside uh and and i don't know anyway but that was where was i going with all this um
1: Well, you were saying Marillion's approach to the issue was very different, and yet you know they still got some grief for it. I mean, I remember at the time a lot a lot of people were complaining that they didn't want Marillion to be making political statements in this song, which is
0: ridiculous because Marillion have, from their very first album, you know, Forgotten Sons is a political song. However, you 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 know you want to look at it, it's. Mm-hmm it's a song about Northern Ireland. Um, Yeah. I suppose when people say that, what they say is, you know, leave your politics out of my music. Don't make
1: political statements that I I disagree disagree with. with.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which, which, you know, is what the the Roger Waters situation boils down to. Right. I mean, as well, Roger Waters is a, is a complex figure who does put noses out of joint, does seem to support things that, people have an issue with does seem to say the wrong thing does seem to use language on stage. Like he called, um, uh, called a politician, uh, a certain C word that rhymes with. ripple.
1: <coughs> Sorry.
0: Oh dear. He called a politician, uh, the C word that rhymes with ripple, um, huh? on stage. What's... Okay. You can work that out. Oh. You can, you seriously don't need me to spell that you out. You said C words um, when my brain
1: had geared up. The other sea world. You know, he
0: said about Polly Sands and Dave Gilmore's wife. Imagine waking up to that every morning. Uh, oh you know, my he's goodness. he's his own worst enemy in a mm. lot of ways. Um, but I don't think he means harm. You know, when you sort of look at the interviews, I just think he's a massive idiot sometimes. He just doesn't know when to shut up. Yeah. And he's driven too much by sort of, you know, oh, I'm angry. Yeah. This is my cause. Yeah. Um, and and then you get to Marillion and alright, Fear is a, an al- album that has a lot of anger on it and a lot of rage. And yet, I don't know. I mean, I know Girls are upset people. Uh, Fear didn't seem to upset anyone. No one ever sort of said no.
1: Wait, you know, what's the anger and rage in Fear?
0: Well, the album Fear. Yeah. Well, El Dorado, New Kings. Oh,
1: was that anger and rage? I, they, I see that more as. Um... I didn't get a lot of sense of anger and rage, but it was more kind of like criticism, I suppose, and a bit of disdain.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, there wasn't of, well, that maybe...
1: kind of fiery passion. Well, there you go. Anger and rage.
0: Maybe, but that maybe that's because H doesn't do anger very, very well. Yeah, Fish certainly, I think, was was much more capable of making a, a lyric sound angry.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, because most of his songs sounded angry, whether. <laughs> mental whether or not. yeah um yeah with was think he's just it might just be because of the way he sings
1: well maybe he's just not an angry person he's more well, i don't know he f- more feels the feelings beneath the anger yeah well
0: so yeah, so I don't know. so, I so mean, el dorado I, I, I think...
1: hang on hang on can i just say it? el dorado wasn't um anger and rage it was i'm not angry i'm just disappointed
0: I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't no, really I'm, say El Dorado I'm lyrically joking. was a song in which I
1: sound I'm joking because, you, know, so, you know, don't very, you know that I'm meme? very disappointed uh, I, in I, you. No, I'm, I'm saying that because, you know, there's that meme that kids say, oh, it hurts more when your parent says to you, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Right. Yeah, that. It, okay. Okay. It's <laughs> yeah, not, okay. it wasn't a serious statement. Uh, okay, right, fine. It wasn't a serious comment. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to bring a little bit of humour to the How's that stand comedy career going? Um, oh, uh, I found it funny.
0: Now, I do... Now, saying all this, there, there are other things in Gaza that, lyrically, that I have a little issue with. Mm. Uh, and that's more a broad topic that we've discussed on this podcast before about whether... <laughs> you know, and it... it it probably, you know, it does apply to Roger Waters as well is, is whether, you know, us privileged Westerners, you know, cause H for, for the lyrics in Gaza, he, he, I mean, I know he originally wanted to go there, but was told it was too dangerous. He wanted to go to Palestine mm-hmm. um, and ended up just, just Skyping with people and asking them about it, which is, you know, good. He did his research. He just didn't mm. write it from a yeah. detached perspective. Um, but it boils down to sort of what I was saying earlier, which is, I mean, I, also I'm saying it now, I don't believe, you know, if H as sometimes, at least when the album came out, they soft pedal, and, you know, there's, there's lyrics in there, which it's like, oh, there's grieving mothers on both sides of the wire, and, you know, trying to sort of have their cake and eat it. Whereas in interviews, it's sort of quite clear that H is much more kind of a, a pro-Palestine <laughs> against the actions of the Israeli government. You right, know, which you know they've never had any massive flack over, but then they're not Roger Waters and not doing it on a yeah, enormous, you know, sort of global scale with huge tours and huge arenas and stadiums. Um, but but I don't know, I, I, I really like Gars was a song, and it does affect me emotionally. Um, it doesn't portray both sides of the story, um, but also I just I just don't know how any of us over here in Great Britain can write about a situation like that without first-hand experience. And that's talking about, again, first-hand experience with, with people in Israel, people in Palestine. And it, it's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying with any of this. I don't know if I've made any sense today. I'm, I'm not well. I probably should have waited till I was, well, you're, you're just looking at me with a really concerned look on your face. No,
1: I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm, you know. I had all
0: this written out, and I've just gone off all over the place.
1: Well, look at your notes. Look, all I'm trying to I do, is, all I'm trying sense. to do is
0: solve world peace. <laughs> solve that's world I'm peace. To do. Solve it. Yeah. Put uh, an uh, end to world made peace. You've sense to me. Um, yeah, uh, but I've defeated my own argument. You see, that's what's happened. <laughs> just because I started your... saying that when Merilia wrote Gaza, they were coming out of the whole Palestine-Israel situation. A more humanitarian point of view. And oh I, right. And then I remembered that uh, the Fear album was actually sort of quite, you know, one sided in terms of saying this stuff's wrong.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but we take uh, it one album at a time.
0: Okay, fine. Yeah, but but Roger Waters doesn't do isn't isn't one sided in his uh, take on the situation. He isn't one sided. No, sorry, isn't isn't uh, nuanced. No, yeah. But then also at the same time, then I, I you know I've got quotes from. Uh, interviews with H which which certainly don't seem particularly uh, nuanced either and do seem um, a little bit more uh, leaning to one side shall right. we say dressing to the left
1: but then it's like do people have to always stay nuanced if they've got a strong opinion in one direction why why you know what are they meant to do like change that no and they lie about no i'm not i'm not saying that at all um i'm not saying that i always agree with people's opinions when they have a strong opinion in one direction because a lot of the time i don't Mm. and i i think to myself well the situation's a bit more nuanced than that but by the same token they can't help it if their opinions aren't nuanced
0: no well this is here's an interesting thing uh it's an interview from 2012 where uh, the H gave to dirty impound, whatever the hell that is. Oh, um, but the interviewer says the new album begins with Gaza, and just seeing that word brings up questions of identity, belief, God, territory, etc. So there you go. That's that's you know, mm-hmm. y- you know, it's about identity. Yes, y- you know, isn't it? Yes, is
1: rather than the political guys
0: hit the nail on the yeah. head there, and that's why if you attack. You know, Palestinians want their right to exist as Palestinians, and Israelis want their right to exist as Israelis. Yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, and the interviewer says, "No matter what your intentions were, there's a powder keg inside that single word Gaza." Mm-hmm. Um. So H said, "We started getting angry emails before the lyric could possibly have been seen anywhere, and certainly before oh, the wow. music was yeah was heard outside of our own studio." What? Just the fact that we called a song Gaza before people knew what we were going to say agitated certain people. It's a hot potato, and I knew it would be a hot potato when I was writing it. Fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, there came a point when I was writing it where it was apparent that the music the band had started to wrap those words around was so strong that there was no way I could bury it. So I knew I had to get my head around this one day being out there in the world, and i better make damn sure I knew what I was talking about. So he started writing it before he'd done his research. Right. Uh So from the moment I realised this song was going to end up on the record, I had to take a long, hard look at these words and make sure it's not a piece of naive drama. I mean, what right does a white, middle-class English boy who lives in the middle of England on a bloody village green got to write about the pain of a child growing up in Gaza? No right whatsoever, unless that person has spent time talking to people, looking at the situation, researching, etc. So I spent every free weekend I had from that point on with Skyping ordinary Gazans. So interestingly, didn't speak to Israelis. Uh, I was fortunate to well, have. Well, the
1: a- song's <sighs> called Gaza. Okay. Okay, sorry. It's irrelevant. Relevant, but thanks
0: for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, you can still, you know. It's, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Gaza um, like this um, disputed, um... you know. <laughs> Strip yes, of land, that's so true. That's a good point. Yeah. Um I was fortunate enough to have a friend of a friend working in Gaza and I approached her about speaking to as many ordinary people as I could. I didn't want to speak to members of political factions or anything. Again, I think that's a really interesting mm, approach. It's yeah. about the day day to day life of people. Yes. Um I wanted to know what it does it smell like, where they live, is it too hot? Is it damp, dusty, what are the sounds? they here walking down the street what do they feel when they get up in the morning where do they sleep at night i wanted to feel like i've been there but i couldn't go because everyone i spoke to the new anything said i might get a visa but i might not get out again for weeks oh i spoke to israelis and palestinians i also had a friend who had been there doing diplomatic work on the peace process and we had lunch and he gave me the low 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 down on the political situation what's going on at the borders including the egyptian border what's going on with hamas who's firing the rockets and who isn't the whole thing So I did spend a lot of time looking into it, even if I don't live there and have to live in a bomb shelter. So this song isn't about Israel being completely wrong. This song is about how a child shouldn't have to grow up like this, living like this, living in a place with a wall around it. Now that's interesting. Mm, mm.
1: Uh,
0: (sighs) Because also it's hard to sort of say that and sing that without it also being a political statement because it's like what's caused this situation.
1: Mm.
0: You know, yes, you know, it's not, because a tree grew in the middle of their house. You know, it's not a natural phenomenon that mm. there are kids growing up in this situation. This is a situation that has been caused by people. Human
1: choices. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I think, again, that is trying to cover his butt a little bit. Um, whereas Roger Waters doesn't care about that. You know, all he's doing now is... is stating quite passionately that he's not Mm. anti-Semitic he is quite happily coming out and saying you know Israel's actions are wrong uh, and immoral Uh, (coughs) so here's here's what H says here, this is interesting as well Um, the problem with the situation is how each faction involved has its own truth this is what I was saying Mm. Um, it's not just a point of view but a long firmly held truth and they're not the same truths There's a different truth for the state of Israel, a different truth for Palestinian government, and a different truth for the Egyptians and still a different one for Jordanians and a different truth for the UN and the West. They're all based on hard facts, history and statistics. And they're all true things, but they're not the same. I respect that all, but I'm saying if you're a child growing up in that place, it's not right and something must be done. Soon after this song was released, the UN issued a report that said the whole situation will be untenable by 2020. The infrastructure won't be able to deal with the influx of people and there'll be a crisis there. The main purpose of writing this song, from my point of view, is to ha- is we have a lot of fans out there and it would be a good thing if they heard this song and checked out the situation. I don't care if they say this is a load of shit, just so long as they check it out. I want people to think about Gaza and think about the place. I didn't know there was a bloody wall around it until five years ago. It was just a place on the news. If the only thing that comes out of this song and this album is that some people who didn't know there was a wall around it now do. It's worth writing it on its own for that reason. I feel it's a metaphor for every child that's caught in a war zone. It's not just solely about that one kid sitting in that one place any more than any of my lyrics are about one thing and nothing else. Um, Mark Kelly also said, when we did Gaza, we had some people say some things. Uh, It's funny that it's... Sorry, that made me laugh. We had some people say something. I thought it'd just be funny if I just left it there. (laughs) Just leave the Mark Kelly quote there. (laughs) Uh, it's funny that it seemed not to be Israelis that got upset about it, but some Americans who had never oh, been right. to Israel or Gaza. We're not trying to be critical or take sides. As Steve H has always said about Gaza, the lyrics was trying to be sensitive to what act- is actually going on there. You took the trouble of speaking to people in Gaza over Skype, both Israelis and Palestinians, and he was trying to write a lyric from a human point of view.
1: Oh, he said that H spoke to both Israelis and Palestinians. Yeah,
0: H said that as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was me that got it wrong. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and Pete added that was a bit of a worry, actually. But sometimes you need those things uh, to put what you're doing in context. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> it's not from the same interview. I've just come. Oh, not basically okay. I don't know Pete coming in with a non sequitur. <laughs> <laughs> that was a
1: bit of worry. I've got neighbours too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I get along with mine. I should go in and check on him more often. <laughs> oh, anyway, I don't know if any of that was worth leaving in the podcast. Um, I, I It's just, it, 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 you know, it's, I'd say, it just ain't right. And it just ain't right that it's a subject that I think that can't be spoken about either. Mm. You know, because that seems to be what happens. Yeah. The, it gets shut down. People sh- get
1: too angry. Yeah. And it just be, it just remains this complicated mess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and it will never get resolved while well, there can't be any kind of dialogue. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever get resolved. I mean, resolved. I don't know. Will you know, it ever get resolved? I don't think it will. It will just, it, you know, it won't. You mm-hmm. know, it. it it's... But, you know, it's gone on too long and it's too... Well, it certainly won't get resolved, I think, while, while America still has the power that it currently has. It, it's not going anywhere. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I didn't expect us to come up with any solution for solving the no. <laughs> Israeli-Palestinian issue uh, on this podcast. Not the place for it. But by the same token, I kind of... Uh, <sighs> I got angry about the Roger Waters thing because I think from my point of view, it was so clearly, it was so clearly manipulation on a massive scale. Now, Manipulation from from the media, from politicians. Right. uh, And I'm not saying in that, that I agree with Roger Waters, but I could see what was happening. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about it was because I got angry and it pissed me off that the likes of Keir Starmer came out and, and issued a statement about it in the US State Department. Mm. You know, when it's, they've never had an issue with Roger Waters performing that song in that way in 40 years. Mm. Um, is it a provocative song? Has it got language that is questionable? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, by Roger Waters reckoning, that's the point. Mm. Um yeah, funnily enough, when we watched a bit of Fish on Friday the other week, he talked about the song, The Perceptions of Johnny Punter, which begin with uh, a whole bunch of uh, racist language. Uh, and again, the point of that is from the point of view of, I think, uh, um, I don't even know what it's about, but it's from the point of view of someone who sort of sees enemy combatants as uh, less than human, right? you know, and just sort of reducing them to sort of racial stereotypes. Yeah. Um, but I did and the, this is not in defence of Roger Waters but I did I, I, it left me feeling angry because I, because for me the manipulation was so blatant mm. you know and the, the willful um, and mm. deliberate twisting of something that I've listened to for 40 years you know mm. I've seen Roger Waters live multiple times um, <laughs> oh. and you know you know, I, I'm not Jewish, um, but I'm sure plenty of Jewish people have gone and seen Roger Waters live over the years and seen him perform in the flesh. You've seen him perform in the flesh. You know, mm. you saw him play the wall at Wembley Stadium with me. And, you know, I'm sure they've had no problem because they've understood what it was in the context of of that, that piece of music mm. um, and the theatre of it. Uh, and so to see it sort of being twisted for political aim and political gain or or you know for whatever reason um i don't know it really made me angry you know yeah. to see the media the media on mass getting behind it um really has shaken my faith in I'll be honest, it's shaking my faith in the world. I can't stop thinking about it. I've not even told you to the level to which it's 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 bugged me. Um, you know, and, I, and it's bugged me because I've been like sort of, you know, very much over the years, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm pretty left wing and I kind of go, oh, you know, all that Donald Trump fake news shit, mm. you know, attacking the media and, you know, I think the media, I've always, always, you know, I work in the media, I've always been hugely supportive of it. But it wasn't until this Roger Waters thing that I sort of it opened my eyes and I saw how the media can be used. Yeah, um, and it's it's scared me. Especially if I'm it can be used
1: if there's a political agenda behind somehow that can yeah fund it fund there attention
0: and if that's happening then you do then go down that rabbit hole which i don't want to go down because i don't want to become a QAnon and i don't want to kind of believe a load of mad conspiracy theories but it does make you ask the question well what else are we being told mm. that isn't true
1: yeah
0: you know in this instance it, it happened to be about uh, a rock star with political beliefs whether you agree with them or not um you know what I would hope that people can agree on is that that I think outwardly uh, <sighs> describing Roger Waters as denigrating Jewish people or you're know, being anti-Semitic isn't true. You know, may he, maybe he uses language in in his casual with it, some of the imagery in in ways that is offensive, mm. but I don't think he set out with the intent to offend with that imagery or that language. Um, And I think the reason why it it got my back up is because I think the media know that and I think the politicians know that as well. And that's why it's made me angry.
1: Right. is
0: because I think they know that.
1: But they're choosing to ignore that and just still use him as a scapegoat. Yeah,
0: but that's what it boils down to.
1: And do you and you think how much of a part do you think Roger Waters' views on the Russia situation does this play Oh, it? he's
0: a complete dickhead when it comes to that, sorry. So that you they
1: know. they might be trying to Yeah, you right. His voice. Yeah, it could be.
0: You've got yeah, you've hit you've you've hit upon something there. I think you might be right. You know, he's he's made himself a target. Mm. Because he has in recent years become sort of increasingly visible in on the world stage he even gave a speech at the un about russia did he yeah Uh, wow i know um you know in support of russia and against nato's pushing up against its borders Mm. so you know and some of his the stuff he said about ukraine is just plain wrong Mm. and yet at the same time even with that i've been to ukraine Mm mm-hmm or um, right, it was shortly after the country first became a democracy, everyone I spoke to, and I spoke to quite a few people about this, talked about the need for a dictatorship and how democracy uh, was was flawed. They all, everyone I spoke to said the same thing. Wow. And so, you know, what I'm saying there is, again, I'm not saying Roger Waters is right, but I'm saying we don't live there. We don't, mm. we, we're we not ingrained in that culture we're not ingrained in that country we don't know you know we and you can skype people you can go on holiday like i did for a weekend and talk to people Mm -hmm. but i still don't know what i can tell you is from my experience people weren't huge fans of of democracy at that
1: point but i think and coming back to the meridian and gaza and H's quote in the magazine that you read out, that his point wasn't to argue a point. It was, as he said, to draw attention to the situation. Yes. And then encourage people to learn more about it and make their own minds up. Yeah. I, I'll
0: i be honest, at the time when Gaza came out, I was a bit... Um, I don't know. I found it a little bit... Cowardly, if I'm honest, some of that really what did
1: you find? Cowardly, you know,
0: that uh, rather than just coming out and criticizing Israel, yeah, you know, because I thought, well, this is what he believes, surely, right? Um, this is surely what H believes and what the band believe, but they're not quite brave enough to just come out and say it, Mm. um. And yet, you know, here we are 11 years on and you see what happens to Roger Wars if you just yeah. come out and say it. And it's like, you know what, don't blame them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. There's no simple answers and I've absolutely no idea if um, that was worth talking about.
1: Well, it was relevant because our next album is Sounds That Can't Be Made and yes. this is in the news at the moment. Yes. So the crossover, I think it was very fitting to talk about it.
0: Yes, maybe, but I don't know if I talked about it clearly. I you had a did lot of stuff written down.
1: Yeah, line, you did. You know. Well, look at the stuff if you want. I
0: can't. I can't. I've got my wrong glasses on.
1: I'll, I'll get your other glasses. No, the other glasses
0: have gone all wobbly and wonky. And Again. I need a new pair of glasses, but they're really expensive. If someone liked to sponsor me, to oh my pair. goodness, <laughs> no, <laughs> really expensive. Oh. oh, anyway. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I just repeatedly put my foot in it. I ended up, you know, this is the other trouble with the world. It's like if I've been too in the middle there, this this episode, mm. you know, what you end up doing there is is pissing everyone off. Yeah. You know, whereas I yeah. Yeah, oh, always remember years ago, I happened to say something, an attempt at nuance on a political issue on Twitter. Yeah. And, I got so much shit. I mean, oh, you centrist scum, and after people accusing me of being left wing, after people accusing me of being sort of right wing, and you're just on a hide into nothing, you know. Mm. If you do that, mm. uh, I just stay off of all politics on Twitter. I just do podcasts about it instead <laughs> now. <laughs> Prog rock podcasts about it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it bugs me because I, I I don't see things in sort of political terms. You know, mm. I, I'm, I suppose, instinctively a Labour voter. I've never voted Conservative in my life. Um, but I've also voted Liberal a lot of times. But if I'm really honest, there isn't a single political party in this country that I believe in anymore. Mm. I, you know, I don't believe in any of them. You right. know, I just see the issues... In their own terms. That doesn't make me a centrist. It just makes me, what, how I see it, is realistic. Mm. You know, because it's like, what? So that political party, I'm just meant to believe everything that they say. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not a sheep. To, you know, to name check another Pink Floyd song. Oh, my goodness. Uh, accidentally. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, let's get off politics. Let's not talk about politics again. Yeah,
1: is a hot button topic? Politics.
0: Luck. Hot button topic. This week's hot button topic. Politics.
1: <laughs> Next <laughs> no. week. Is it ta- good?
0: Is it bad? A politics good? a politics bad? What's the deal with politics? Next week,
1: we're tackling religion. <laughs> yeah, is it good? Is it bad? What's the deal with religion? <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: uh, I thought of that the other day. Of oh, that joke. But butter butter.
1: Oh yeah, I remember you thinking about it. What how? What You're not you psychic. said. It. No, you said it to me.
0: Oh no, did I? Did, I, it, did I asked, it leak out?
1: I asked you something and then you said butter and then you said remember that?
0: Oh did I remember oh. butter? Oh uh, but the butter's leaking out. <laughs> it keeps leaking out. Butter. Right, that's enough. Uh, oh, that's we were going to
1: read some letters know, and now we ran out of time. I've, I
0: was just, i spent too long burying our podcast. <laughs> 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 that's what I did. Ah, um, yeah. Hey, everyone, go do some reading on the matter. Make up your own minds. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to Sanya. Just make up your own minds. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah and don't ever go at me if i said anything wrong. <laughs> 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 I'm not very politically
1: savvy. Yeah. Just, I didn't say anything because i really do not understand the situation. I, I don't understand. I haven't, it. I haven't i haven't i haven't researched it at all. I don't know enough about it. I know it just ain't right. That that's yeah, it, that's yeah. the extent of
0: my knowledge that it just ain't right.
1: Yeah. Okay, i mean, should we be making jokes like that? <laughs> such
0: wasn't a, a jo- wasn't a joke. I was quoting a song.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That's what I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, This has been a struggle because we've not been well either. Um, But we're done for this week. Will we do one next week? Maybe. (laughs) It's the way it is at the moment. I suspect we're going to get back to a regular schedule from about August onwards.
1: Yes, Um, because there's a lot
0: happening in between then. Yes, we've we've just basically we had a whole load of other projects that, yeah. that happened at once, and I underestimated how much time they would take out of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to get those done, and then yeah, I think I think August onwards we'll be back to a regular schedule. Um, okay, on in time to run out of Sounds albums to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. That's it. Uh, bigger behave, be safe. Is that what I say? Something like that. Sound like that. Um, do your own reading, do your own research uh, and uh, tell people about us, blah, blah, blah. blah. Sounds blah, like, blah, blah. oh no. What? Now, on. Isn't
1: that what QAnonis say? Do what? your own
0: research. Oh Jesus
1: Christ. Do your own research. No, don't, research no one's going to think
0: I'm a QAnon-a. i am a qanon
1: I know. Awkward. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> Awkward.
0: Oh, I've got a great joke. What do you call an Italian conspiracy theorist old lady? A qanon <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. And we're not going to get any better this episode, so that's it. We're done. Vacuum
1: cleaners, am I right?
0: (laughs) Do your research.